Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Wednesday night edition of Sports Day. Welcome to it, everybody. Uh, Gary Belcher back from his uh, parting times with the Melbourne Cup sweep yesterday. Well, Melbourne Cup, I should say, yesterday. And a big. Oh, I was working. No, you was working. No, you I was. Weren't. I ran the sweepstakes. So I looked after the punters club. It was a big day. Very important afternoon. Gary Belcher coming to us uh, live from the Gold Coast Home Studio. We'll get to the uh, Gold Coast Titans Home Titans. Studio. Mm-hmm. And yeah. before you start texting us your favourite Gold Coast Titans of all time on 0457 736 736, we are only taking Titans. We're not taking Chargers, no, well, what? Seagulls. Excuse me. No, I'm, ta- I'm at the go- with Seagulls, Giants, no. the everything. We are. The no, Chargers. Yeah, yeah, Any. Gold Coast, Gold Coast Giants, Gold Coast Seagulls, Gold Coast Gladiators at one stage. For and a how can it be? For how can it be the Sats, the Scotty Sattler Studio? If you rule that out, the Chargers, the but, Titans. So, but guys, it was the Titans that finished eighth last year. Yeah. Righto. Well, when we did the West Tigers, there's a precedent. Okay, so we, so we had West yeah, exactly. and oh, yeah, Tigers. Right. I forgot about that. Okay. Georgia Lawara. So, <laughs> that lasted long, hey, didn't it? Sats. We baffled him with logic again. <laughs> I'm surprised you've got some logic going. Uh, badge, uh, Sats. How good was the Melbourne Cup? Well, we had to how work, mate. How good was that? I oh, know, but how good was it? What a yeah. great race. That was yesterday's well, it, news. It was, ama- no, it was amazing. Oh, I thought it was an outstanding it race. Was. Sats, we were even saying the night before, I mean, I, I think you read a report that said, oh, it's a, it's a weak field. It was great. It was so good. And not to, you know, it wasn't overburdened with internationals. There was a few. Um, Although the, the winner wasn't international. What about those Kiwis? They win everything. Kiwi trainer, Kiwi the jockey, horse? Kiwi horse. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Outstanding. Another Australian winner for the Melbourne Cup, you beauty. Yeah, no, it was great. It was a great run. Yeah, the ease. We spoke about it last night, Badge. The ease that very elegant and Jamie McDonald took uh, took her past incentivise up the straight. And, again, we spoke about it last night. He looked over his shoulder, Jamie McDonald, about to whip it again, which <sighs> – I don't overly love, but in saying that, he went to whip it again and realised there was actually nothing great gaining any traction on her at all. No. And then the celebrations no. as he crossed the finishing line. Yeah. Outstanding. We all, most people got caught up in the incent, with incentivised, which was amazing, but horse of the year. Already had one nine group ones. Mm. Very elegant. And fortunately, there was a bit of common sense in our household. It didn't come from me. My wife had a $5 each way at the last minute on very elegant. It's funny with yep. it's funny with the wives. Like we went to the races on Saturday. The wives, yeah. And <laughs> when picking horses, how many horses, have you got? And um, we went to the races on Saturday, and we went out to uh, while the horses were in the mounting yard. And and my mm. wife, who like me knows nothing about tipping, she said, "I'm going to pick that one because I said why." She goes, "Well, the jockey's got peppermint on it, oh, the God. colour, and the horse. Oh, God. The horse looked at me." 
as it came around. So I'm going to put money on that. And it won. Better than my system. Mm. Um, and so what? And, and your ex-wife was there too? What did she do, Sats? <laughs> Which one? Talking about the wives. Which one? Yeah. One, two, or three. Don't get danger going. He's always goes on about the ex-wives. <laughs> hey, uh, well done. So you obviously uh, had Chinese uh, last night. You always have uh, Chinese. Chinese when you've had a win. At the races, you do. You have That's to have customary. Uh, 0457736736. If you want to get in touch with us about anything tonight on the show, we have got a big show. Uh, obviously, the, the big story this afternoon, Tyrone May has been sacked by the Panthers. If you just jump into the car and heading home, uh, the statement from the Panthers, the Savo, was that they've terminated the NRL playing contract of Tyrone May with immediate effect. The Panthers Board of Directors concluded May's conduct following the 2021 NRL Grand Final constituted a serious breach of his contractual obligations. The board also gave consideration to previous breaches and making the decision. As a club, we understand our responsibilities to the game, our corporate partners, our members and fans, and the wider rugby league community. That was from Panther CEO Brian Fletcher. The board observed due process in this matter and considered all relevant factors before reaching its final decision. Sats, as a Grand Final winning player, for the Panthers, uh, you've sweated for that club. You've lost blood for that club. <laughs> How do you feel about this this afternoon? Oh, it's the right decision. Entirely the right decision. I've got to take my hat off to the, the Penrith Panthers board, actually. Um, yeah, he's got a good relationship with, with Ivan Cleary and Nathan. He's lived with Nathan for a period of time and, and the family as well. And um, They gave him a second chance after he was charged. And got to remember, a, a magistrate wanted to giving, give him a custodial sentence. He wanted to put him behind bars. Yeah. Unfortunately, wasn't able to. Or the judge, I should say, didn't know whether it was a, a male or female, but um, wanted to put him in a custodial sentence and, and could because of legislation. So um, I think it's the right decision. I like that they didn't make the decision straight after. And to the listeners who are not knowing what we're talking about, of course, after grand final, Tyrone may put a post on social media um, uh, outlining basically it's retribution back at the people who want to throw me under the bus for for many many months after he got charged so uh, after winning the grand final so i I think i I liked even though they had grounds to stand him down after the grand final i think they wanted to let the grand final celebrations just take over and let everyone enjoy the fans the corporate supporters let them take have as much fun as possible with winning a premiership the first time in in 18 seasons and and then let's let it all die down and let's make a uh, a really conscious decision as a, as a board. Uh, I thought it was selfish, the post that he put up after the grand final. I thought it was self-indulgent. I thought um, he took all the emphasis away from his teams and made it about himself. Uh, and it looked as though it was a draft, uh, a, in draft format that was ready to be pushed send in case they won the, the premiership. Because, you know, what makes him, firstly, um, post something like that in the times of excitement after winning a grand final, to, to be able to post something of, that was of such an insensitive nature on social media, media is bewildering. Of why, yeah. what would go through his head in his the happiest time of his life? And you got to remember, he's come back from a whether you agree with it or not. And, and a lot of us, I think, we tend to think what he did originally when he got charged a couple of eighteen months ago, whatever it was, um, it was very insensitive. Um, but, but but all this all this says Sats is that you know, all that that happened after the grand final is that he doesn't take responsibility for that. It's not his fault. It's 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 other people's. Like that's that's the big issue here, at hand here, isn't it? Sats that he's blamed other people and that's come really back back badly on the club and the game. The, it, I think everyone's been affected. I just can't imagine by this bad publicity. I can't imagine. It, it, the only thing I can put it down to is is the intake of alcohol when you don't make the right decisions. 
and he's in the celebrations and excitement around his teammates and fans, whatever it may be, and his friends, that what makes him sit down in, in that time, in the hours after a grand final, the greatest time of your life when it comes to your sporting achievements, and he takes time to draft that, attach the photos, and push send and push mm. post. I, yeah. I don't know what goes through his – and Bad maybe move. that's me being old and not understanding the, 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 the current – millennial age group I'm not quite sure but it's the last thing on mind that on my mind that I want to try and blame others and and seek retribution against those who um who looked down upon him during those during those times it's um but you know I've got to take my hat off again to the Penrith Panthers for the decision they made I think it's a strong decision um on a player that came through their junior development program has been a very successful junior development player there as well got on the grand final as well at the end of the game is very close with the family as well, the Cleary family. So they'd attach all that. They'd attach themselves from that history with Ty- Tyrone May. And now who knows what his next chapter will be. What are your thoughts? I'll turn my mic What are your thoughts on the sacking of Tyrone May? 0457 736 736. And the yep. next question, boys, and Badge, for you, uh, would you give Tyrone May a, a crack at your club in 2022? Well, no, I wouldn't. Um, and I've got to say, I think he was lucky not to be sacked earlier uh, when this, this first went to court though, over the, uh, the, the charges that he had. Um, I think this, is, this could be the beginning of, of you know, Tyrone May uh, getting his life back in, in some sort of perspective and order and understanding just how fortunate he is. I think he needs time out of the game. I think it, like, a good boot up the bum. And that won't come if he signs another contract with the, the club in a month's time. I think that'll just be okay. Well, I'm just going to pick up the pieces and Penrith hasn't treated me right and here I go again. He needs to spend 12 months, two years out of the game. NRL don't register his contract and they don't have to register his contract and and go and, you know, get a, get a regular job and understand how fortunate you are before you do get another chance. Now, this is, I think it's really important that that happens. Like, I don't want to see him playing next year, and he's young enough to, to come back in a year or two's time. Um, so I don't want my club signing him, but I'd, I'd probably have a change of heart if he has some time out. And he does, you know, he, he works on uh, becoming a better person. And we've seen that, haven't we, Badge? The game's been littered with players like that. Again, whether you agree with their actions or not, it's the second chapter. You know, the likes of um, young friend, Jake Friend, Jake Friend, who, who was Roosters, terminated yeah. by the Roosters, went and got a job and mm. and um, and had to work his way back from the bottom up again. Matt Matt Lodge is another one. Um, yeah, there's been plenty of players through the through the history of the game. Russell Packer, have, yeah, giving them a chance to, to go and come back. Like I said, you may not agree with some of them, but he's 25 years of age, Tyrone May. There's still plenty of um, years left in him if he wants to play again. But I agree with you, Badge. Um, going straight back into the into the fire of rugby league, the NRL. Um, at NRL level, is not the right solution for him at the moment. Right. Can I change tack a bit here? Yeah. How seedy does uh, Badge sound, by the way, listeners? Mm. 0457 736 736. Oh. Someone had a big day yesterday. Had a big night. Yeah, we did. We had. Uh, we were <laughs> celebrating our $5, um, $5 each way on Very Elegant and had Chinese or spicy oh. Chinese last night. Spicy but, um, Chinese. Yeah. Actually, one, of our, one in our group picked the, um, got the, uh, the trifecta. In the, All right, in the Melbourne Cup, we so, know we were very we were very happy. No one likes a bragger, mate. Seriously, Andy, I'm just telling you. You're saying what's wrong with my voice? Um, I had a few beers and then someone started. All right, mate. You're coming from the uh, Gold Coast uh, <laughs> Titans home studio tonight because they finished eighth last the Gold year. Gold Coast Rugby League Club. 
Okay, who's your favourite Gold Coast Rugby League player? We're, we're taking every team. There's been about 28 of them uh, over the years. Yeah. Uh, which Who is your favourite Gold Coast player ever? Sat, you've been heavily involved. You've been a player. Well, can I, can I tell you, my, my dad was one of the first owners of the Gold Coast Giants in 1988. He was, yeah. He, wow. was, he was trying to get the Brisbane Broncos licence, and there was three three bid teams involved in that, and they, they gave it to uh, Porky Morgan and co., which is the right decision. And then John Quayle and Ken Arthurson, just to give you a little bit of history about where the Gold Coast came from. They came from well back in the field, behind the eight ball from day one, when they'd missed out on the Broncos' licence. Uh, in about in about May, June, Ken Arthurson and John Quayle rang... My father. This would have been 1987, Sats. 1987. There was him, yep. former internationals, Bob Hagen, Peter Pedro Gallagher was involved. They said, if we gave you a licence, could you get one ready still for 1988? So they gave them three months preparation to sign players. The first player they signed, there was uh, Chris Choppy Close. Um, Billy Johnston was the first inaugural captain. And they signed Ronnie Rambo Gibbs from Manly. Well, 1987, they won the comp. And uh, he was one of the most destructive players in the game at that Manly time. Manly won the comp. Well, you know, I didn't get asked the question yet, but my, I am coming to you from the Ronnie Gibbs studio. Oh, well done. Ronnie he's, Rambo. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a, an inaugural Gold Coast, uh, what were they called? The Seagulls then, Sats? Giants. The Giants. Yep. The Giants. Fee-fi-foo-fum. Uh, but what a great player. What a good man. I played, spent some time by the same team as him playing at Castleford. Played plenty of footy against him and... Champion player. Jeez, he was a tough nut, Ronnie Gibbs. Can I give you mine? Yep. Paul Gale. Not a lot of people know his name. Captain Charger. He was the mascot. He was He was an extra player. Yeah, he was an extra player, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, he used yeah. to shove socks down his pants he all did, the time. Yeah, he did. I don't know if the kids you know, you know, caught on to that. You've got to remember Wally Lewis. He was the captain coach of, of the Gold Coast Seagulls in 1992. Came to, the, okay. came to the Gold Coast in 1991, yeah. captain coach 92, coach in 93. Uh, I was there as a player, actually, at the Seagulls, and um, tumultuous times. But Seagulls yeah. Stadium was a, an old stadium that was I at Tweed Heads. playing there. You talk to all the ex-New oh. South Wales Rugby League players, it was always one of their favourite stadiums to come and play at. It's heartbreaking to drive past there at times and just see blocks of units. Yeah, I know. Go, what? <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, same. Sats, a bloke you signed at the Gold Coast Titans, Anthony, Anthony LaFranchi, uh, will be joining us from the Titans real soon. Uh, he's still involved, obviously. He's the general manager of football he is, yeah, at good the man, Titans. Buff. So yeah. uh, we'll have a chat to him. Now, talk about Gold Coast players. Uh, my favourite Gold Coast player, this is from Tom. Uh, Boogie Woogie, he says. Badge and Sats. My favourite Gold Coast player. Don't laugh, Badge. Get ready for it, Badge. Woogie. Mm-hmm. Larry Korowa. Oh. He came back and played reserve grade. And he played did. a couple of games in first grade. I think it was 1991 it might have been. Yeah. The great man, Larry. He was also the sprint coach at the club. Was right? he? Yeah, he was a sprint coach, Larry Korowa. Any others there quickly? Uh. Yeah, there's a, there's a few here. Now, um, Sporty Gav, again, has also uh, always provided some really good names. Uh, high Sats, Badge and Woogie. Favourite Gold Coast player, Scott Meany, kid, uh, player that came from the country, <laughs> leading try scorer that year. Uh, Keith Nella, the cow. Good Keith front row. Jeff Bagnell, Bags. Oh, uh, what a rat bag. Yeah, Greg was. Whitbread, whose son <laughs> played, played a bit with the Gold Coast Titans as well. And Brett Horsnell, who was one of the, the best schoolboy players I've ever seen. Mm. Mm. Oh, where does Preston go. Campbell sit in all of this? Luke he's from my, Southport. Right up the top. He's yeah, my favourite goalkeeper. Yeah, he's player. throwing that in. Yep. 
Like outstanding. Again, you you were part of him being recruited to Sats. Was that because of the relationship you have with him at the Panthers? Yeah, yeah. He he started. He had his. He made his debut at the Gold Coast Chargers in 1988. We've talking about talked spoken about before. Uh, he was 58 kilos. Played on the wing against Belmain that year, and um, he always wanted to come back to the Gold Coast. So uh, yeah, I was fortunate to be the general manager of footy in the Titans the first few years there, and, and Preston was always one of the the first key players to get back to the club because he's got such a great relationship who, with the community as well. Who was your first signing? Was it was it Princey or no? Princey was um, Princey was in two thousand six, January two thousand six. Oh. They'd won the comp in two thousand five, but. Um, the yeah, had, yeah, yeah, there was so, Preston and Anthony Lafranchi and Luke O'Dwyer. And, oh, remember Luke, Luke, Luke Bailey? Bailey? Yeah, oh, what a gun player. He one of the Bailey. best front rows in the game That's at that mm. stage. All righty. Uh, we're going to go to a break. Believe it or not, uh, we actually didn't get to much news. I mean, well, Tyrone May is uh, obviously the big news today. Hey, I want to throw another topic out there. I think this came up last night when you were away, Badge. Uh, table of dreams. If you set it, they will come. <laughs> Three sporting heroes you'd have at your table of dreams. Do they have to be baseballers? No. They can be any oh, okay. sporting heroes, right? Any okay. sporting heroes. And okay. if you want to chuck in, what would you what would you put on the menu? And okay. Sat you know Sat Sat says, Oh, whatever the wife cooks. Oh, I didn't That's never what say that say you did so. Which one? Never which said yeah, which one? Which one's yeah. the best cook, Sats? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which one, mate? Like the only only Be- answer Beckham to that is. one is the current one. Yeah, he's debating always that. He's <laughs> always, always my current. Always. Uh, Anton Di Pasquale will be joining us as well from Shell V Power Racing Team and Dick Johnson Racing. He had a brilliant weekend at Sydney Motorsport Park. Uh, he'll join us as well because they're back in action again this weekend. 0457 736 736. That is our number if you want to get involved in the show. This is Sports Day. Your new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Anthony LaFranchi joins us next. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Trying to get a hold of Anthony LaFranchi here on Sports Day. He's um, dodging our phone calls. Like yeah. Is there mm. something we should know? Well, you are very creepy. So. Well, what's that got to do with the price of fish? Well, you've just got this name of around everywhere the eastern seaboard that you're creepy. So. Okay, thanks. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is our uh, text line. If you want to send us a text, we'd love to hear from you tonight. Uh, asking about your favourite Gold Coast rugby league player over the history of time across the many clubs, and also, I like this: the table of dreams. If you set it, they will come. <laughs> Who are your three sporting heroes you'd have at your table of dreams? Kevin Costner. They've got to be alive, hey? No, they can be past. Well, how, how do they attend? I would just use your imagination, mate. Okay. Ghosts. Elvis. Mm. Elvis. No, it's got to be sporting. What sport did Why? Elvis play? Why does it have to be? Because that's what it is. We're a sports show, mate. Um, <laughs> he was in a racing car movie once. Was he a surfer, Elvis? No. Right here. Favourite Gold Coast players? Actually, he's a black belt in judo and karate. You can't have Elvis. Just leave okay. it. Yep. Right, yeah. <laughs> Favourite Gold Coast players, uh, Missy Adubbo. Guys, do you remember a player, Mike Eden? Did he play for any Gold Coast teams? He did. He played for the Gold he Coast did. Giants. He was in the first first couple of years. He listens to our show as well in Albury. G'day, Mike Eden. Uh, very good man, Mike Eden, as well. Terrific guy. He's a lawyer 
solicitor down there. Well, Roth was metal. He did too. Yeah, right. It wasn't did just too. a good goal kicker. Tremendous goal kick. Kick both go both feet, didn't he, Badge? Mm. Yeah. I could kick both feet, but the left one didn't do really, really well. <laughs> didn't go very far. Yeah, okay. Jamie Goddard. Jamie Goddard played for the Gold yes. Coast Seagulls, played for the Gold Coast Chargers as well, came down as a skinny skinhead from Mount Isa at the end of 1991, both he and Kevin Campion came down as well. He was, he was on his way down to trial with another team in Sydney. He just stopped on his way through to, uh, to trial with the Gold Coast. Kevin he Campion. He stopped to go nightclubbing. Um, did did uh, Jimmy Goddard, he very famous for that origin fight, wasn't he? He did. Yeah, he, yeah. he, could, he fights like four mongrel dogs. So he's not, <laughs> he's not a bad scrapper old ask, Jimmy Goddard. Ask Joey about that one. Yeah. Now, boys, the great Joey Vitanza, Joel from Blacksland. Yeah, yeah Joey yeah. Vitanza went to the Gold Panthers. Coast. Gold Coast Giants, yeah, after the Panthers. Um, good man, Joey. No, he actually was before. He went back to Panthers, actually, from the Gold Coast Giants. Okay. Mm. Um, Any mention of uh, Steve Jackson, Brent Todd? There is a Brent Todd here. I, was, I did see Brent Todd a dynamic somewhere. dynamic duo. Mm-hmm. Toddy actually uh, played a bit of footy on the Gold Coast. Jeez, he had a good time when he left the Raiders and went to the... That was the, that was a bit of the problem back in the day, wasn't it? It was a, it was party town and... Yeah, he bought the uh, some players could be distracted pretty easily. Bubbles on the Gold Coast is Wes Patton and Martin Bella. Now Martin Bella and Wes both played for the Gold Coast Chargers. Did they? Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. Martin his last year in nineteen ninety seven. A tremendous year he did. Um, that's from Bubbles and Bubbles. Yeah, the, the monkey. Bubbles <laughs> wasn't that Michael Jackson's monkey? <laughs> uh, now what? talking about whether you 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 would touch um, as a club Tyrone May. Yeah. Muzza says, don't touch him with a 10-foot pole, anyone. So, Not yeah. yet. Not yet. Choppy Close, hey, Woogie, I mentioned uh, earlier on, he was at the Choppy, Gold Coast, yeah, Gold Coast Giants. Play. Hey, did you say before, Woogie, you've seen the State of Origin schedule for next year? I yeah, actually, we didn't mention that. We, we ran yeah, out of good. time. I yeah. got this. Hey, um, this is good. This is really good. Uh, disappointing for New South Wales fans because mm-hmm. our first game is not at our home stadium, Townsville. We've got to remember, Queensland paid $8 million this season to have their pants pulled down. Mm. So I well, wish, I hope your mate Anastasia Badge does it again next year and... We'll happily Three games tra- in Queensland. We'll happily transfer our first game to Townsville. That'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here is the schedule. Origin 1, Sydney at ANZ Stadium, Wednesday, June 8. Game 2, Perth's Optus Stadium. Uh, they'll stage Game 2 on Sunday, June 26. That's if we're allowed into Perth uh, or WA uh, by then. Likelihood, yes. I don't think. Yeah. They're looking for 170% vaccination rate uh, before they allow anyone in. <laughs> All right. right. And Suncorp Stadium in Brizzy will wrap up the series with a possible decider uh, Wednesday, July 13. That game in Perth will be the Sunday game. Interesting enough, there's already corporate tickets on sale for the third state of origin in, in Queensland in, at Suncorp. We've well, got to get and sell them for two That'll reasons, two scenarios. One is, is it a dead rubber where Queensland are up 2 yeah. yeah. Or is it a dead rubber <laughs> with New South Wales being up? 2-0, and you have to sell them now. You have to get them out now, just in case. And the third scenario is it's a it's a decider. So get them out now, you win out of the way. Rightio. Hey, um, some uh, some texts coming through about the table of dreams. Remember, if you set it, they will come. Oh, God. My three, this is from uh, Sporty Gav. I love Sporty Gav's text. Table of dreams. My three sporting guests would be Steffi Graff. Oh, that's a tick. Absolutely. See, that's what Sats says. You're creepy. But that, well, no, mate, she, well, 
Sporty Gab's written sexy legs. I'm just thinking outstanding sportswoman. Mm. Or is it sports person nowadays? Sports I, can't, person. I can't keep up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Border, gritty, doesn't have sexy legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Phil Blake, magic, finest chip kick specialist. <laughs> yeah. Menu. What would AB, what would AB, he'd be having a few beers. Crownies. Some nice red wine. Well, Sporty Gab suggesting Chinese yum cha. Mm. Are you whipping oh. that up, Sporty Gab? How good Gab? yum cha? It's good, but yeah, but I get sick. I eat, I just eat too much. Is that whole trolley meant for me though? <laughs> I'm I'm confused. Yeah, my mm. wife has the custard tarts first before the food. What? Yeah, I know, I know. Um, Dick Johnson, danger saying Dick Johnson, Peter Brock. Where's the third That's one? That's two. I don't know. You have to have a good conversationalist, someone who can tell a good story as well. Oh, Dick Johnson's good. He is good. I'd have um, Tom Brady. I'd have Shane Warne and Sugar Ray Leonard. Jeez, you talk a lot of Mary. Don't you like Aussies? Just Warney. You can talk a lot of Mary sport with those people. Dads, wouldn't Warney have a couple of good stories to tell? He'd have some good stories. You can, actually, you can tune into Big Brother. Apparently, you'll hear a couple. Mm. Well, there's at a, the moment. There's, <laughs> actually, there's a text about that that's come through already. Oh, is there? Uh, something about oh. I saw lips. Um, what's her name? That oh, yeah. that, that joke of a thing. <laughs> uh, evening, Jenks and Woogster. Car Crash TV is back. Trout Pout knows all the famous sports stars too. That's from Johnny Rabbit. Thanks, Johnny Rabbit. Hey, can I tell a quick story to you? Yeah, about, yeah wow. quick because um, Anthony LaFranchi's on standby. Okay, a really, really? Good, really good friend of mine. A really good friend of mine got a got a letter from because we're talking about the Gold Coast. When was the Gold Coast um, charges? Hang on a second. Have you got kids in your home studio badge? No. What's going on? Is that a bird or something? No, they're birds out in the oh. trees, yeah. It's that time of the afternoon. They're talking to each other. I had a, had a mate of mine that received <laughs> a, uh, a letter from the Gold Coast, um, Gold Coast Chargers to trial, to trial with the Gold Coast Chargers. And he went and played in the trial, the open trial, and then got a letter two weeks later saying, unf- uh, sorry, unfortunately, um, we didn't get to see you. You didn't turn up to the trial. That's how much he impressed at the trial. He oh, played wow. in the trial and got a letter <laughs> they didn't say, even know. sorry you're not going through the next round because you didn't turn up to the trial. That's <laughs> We better get to a break. We're running out of time. This is Sports Day. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Don't forget to send us through your texts. Who would you have at your dream team uh, dinner? Three sporting stars, not two. Three. Hey, what's on the menu as well? Uh, shoot us a text, 0457 736 736. And your favourite Gold Coast players, one of them on the way next, Anthony LaFranchi, fingers crossed, joining us next on Sports Day. Got something to say? Text us anytime, 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Got to apologise to Danger. He did have three people at his dinner party, boys. It was Dick Johnson, Peter Brock and John Bauer. But I think he means John Bauer. So he loves John his Bauer. motor racing. Yeah, yep. well done. He was my favourite driver growing up, John Bauer. He was Dick Johnson's co-driver, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Rightio, boys, uh, we're also asking about uh, three people who'd love to have around for dinner. We'll we'll get to your text messages in just a moment. Adrian Vowles. Adrian, you'd have him. Well, Jim from the Gold Coast just texted in Adrian Vowles. Yep. Adrian Vowles has texted me. Uh, That'd be Vowles. 
And Adrian Vowles texted me and himself. said Ali Davies, who was a young halfback from Wainui Amata in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Mm. Hey, yeah, Sats, this, this bloke we got on the line now, he was one of your signings when you were the general manager of football at the Gold Coast Titans when they were starting out. He played 103 games with the West Tigers, won a premiership in 2005. You played with him as well at the I West did. Tigers. yeah. He ended up playing 102 games with the Titans, four origins for the Mighty Blues and five tests. Ladies and gentlemen... Anthony LaFranchi, welcome to Sports Day. Hey, boys, how are we? Good. I thought your phone just dropped out then as we introduced you. you. Uh, Mate, take us back to those early days of the Titans, one of the first signings for the club, walking into a brand-new club. What was that like? Oh, yeah, look, it was very exciting. Um, You know, I think um, when the opportunity came and the coast got the OK to, to be the 16th team in the NRL, it was, it was a passion of mine to get back uh, locally and, and I suppose be part of the inaugural signings to get the club off the ground. And, yeah, fortunate enough, sat saw something in me with Cardi and Surly and I was uh, more than happy to come back home and, and help that uh, get us off the ground. And of course, um, Anthony LaFranchi, I, I don't get used to calling him Anthony. I call him Boof, and that's his nickname, Boof. But um, he's a Moolambar boy, which is just over the border in, uh, from the Gold Coast into New South Wales. Yeah, what, what was the nickname, Boof? Where did that come from, Boof? Mate, all our school teachers didn't even name your real name, Sat, so that's okay. So, no, look, I think it, it stuck with me from my under age coach. So, I keep telling people it's not about me buff head, but I think it was, you know, the, the sound I used to make when I used to run into the other front rollers. So, but I think it's more the, 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 the first one with the big buff head. Now, uh, the very first training session and coming to the club, you knew that the strength and conditioner was going to be the legendary Billy Johnston, of course, to the listeners. Won a comp with uh, Canterbury Bulldogs. He was a 1988. He was the inaugural captain of the Gold Coast Giants and then the inaugural strength and conditioner. What did you know about the great Billy Johnston before you arrived there? And what was it like when you finally got a taste of him? Oh, look, you know, the, the stories around the game. I didn't know too much about Bill, but I just knew... One of the things was don't go in there and try and invent your own stuff. That was one of his catchphrases. But, yeah, I, I knew he'd uh, knock the bright lights out of us, and he did that for sure. But uh, he was great, Billy, and I think he set the standards for what we wanted to achieve, particularly in those first four years. Hey, Buff, uh, it's Badge, mate. Um, thanks for joining us. Well, from a Wollongbar, why didn't, I'm just wondering why you didn't go to the Gold Coast initially, but was that because there wasn't one when, in the, uh, when you started your career out in the early Oh, when was it? 2000? Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, that, that's right. Um, that's obviously, the um, the coast kind of had 97, and then they um, they finished up. So I was 16 at the time, and, um, you know, I had an opportunity to... I think I got one of the first letters to join part of their first uh, training camp, and a year later they um, they folded and finished up. So there was really no pathways for me, mm. um, and I suppose for a lot of the kids on the coast and Northern Rivers to be part of. So... Got an opportunity to go to, um, you know, Sydney with the Tigers. But, yeah, there's there nothing really around for us here on the coast. And I think that's uh, a real passion of mine in the immediate that I've got an opportunity to provide that with uh, the Northern Rivers and local Gold Coast kids. Yeah. And I, and I reckon as, as football manager of the Titans, uh, you know, it's important for clubs to know their history. I think you just do a little test for us. Tell us the five different names of the Gold Coast teams in order. From when they started, <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, no, that, that's all right. No, so it was the um, Gold Coast Giants, Gold Coast Seagulls, Gold Coast Chargers, Gold Coast Titans. Oh no, sorry, it was the Dolphins and Titans. No, no. Was, incorrect. Is that, 
Is that incorrect? The gladiators. You missed the gladiators. Oh, oh, the, oh the gladiators. That was for gladiators. five minutes. They were. Yeah, that was five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they won the plate final in the World Sevens. Yeah. They did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I got that one. Yeah, that's bad history less than there, guys. Sorry about that. Hey, um, Anthony, I've... Oh, not used to calling you Anthony, but I will. Uh, we'll one game. Buffer. The listeners, when they're tuning in halfway through, they may not know it's Anthony LaFranchi. Mr. LaFranchi. Mr. Though. LaFranchi. One game away from a grand final in 2010 with the Titans. You know, the roadmap from 2007, the first five years, was about playing finals. And you're one game away from in 2010. And yourself winning a comp in 2005 with the West Tigers, how close did you think you were to coming after winning one yourself and knowing what it takes to win one? Yes, that no. It was actually it was actually eighteen minutes, mate. I don't put one game, so we're, <laughs> we're eighteen minutes away. So it's still stickers. But no, look, we had we set ourselves up, you know, really to um, to to perform well, and you know that was from '07 and you know through the squad and you know the, you know through your billies and, and guys like that. But no, we we were pretty conf- confident. We had that week off leading into that Roosters game, and. And, um, yeah, it was just something that I thought there was a, a real missed opportunity there for the club. And, you know, I think um, off the back of that, it, it probably hurt us a bit. You know, we, we went chasing it probably uh, probably with a different mindset, you know, probably a, a quick chase to, to I suppose, um, you know, build on that 2010 year, but probably neglected a bit around what was, um, you know, what we see now is going to develop and, and bring the kids through and, well, yeah, we probably missed that uh, piece there probably for about three or four years, and I think that probably hampered us, um, you know, the years later after that 2010 season, to be honest. Yeah, there's a few dark years there, weren't there, for around the centre of excellence, but um, not to dwell on that. Mal Meninga coming into the club, uh, you've got to have that star factor when you're going to go and, and recruit marquee players. What's it been like? I know COVID has, has stopped a lot of his time at the club, but when he's in and around the club, uh, what's his presence like? Yeah, no, Mel, he's got that great stature, uh, I suppose, you know, not only in our club, but in the community and in the game. And one thing about Mel that, you know, I've, I've really been fortunate, um, you know, to work alongside him, he's he's a real um, a real guy that, you know, willing just to listen and talk. And when you actually sit and, and just talk with Mel, it's, it's kind of in an awe in, in terms of some of his experiences and his conversational piece. And I think that just... That resonates with uh, individuals. You, you know, you can talk footy and, and everything about it, but Mal's a very holistic person. And, you know, I think if you get get the opportunity to take some time and, and sit with Mal, it's, um, he unpacks a lot of, um, you know, a lot of great stories. And, you know, I think a lot of things that resonate with playing footy, not only on the footy field. So, you know, and, you know, he's done everything in the game. So it's, it's great to have Mal in your corner as opposed to competing against him. So, so tell us what what that what's that combination like that you need uh, those people around the club that just work in unison and in tandem and they they get the job done with, with yourself and, and Mal and Justin Holbrook the coach in particular how how is that all working? Yeah, no, it's it's working fine. Um, I think it's you just got to have the I suppose the the one clear and uh, clear vision in terms of where we want to go and who we want to be as a club and. I think uh, we've we've developed that. You know, Mel was a big part of that. But you know, I think Justin's brought a great um, you know a great level of energy and I suppose that um, you know the excitement and enjoyment to the club is from a coaching point of view. And mm. I think for myself is is just um, you know an honest type person who who lives by our values that we that we set. And and yeah, so we're all pushing in the right direction. And that's from the the owners right down to 
our kind of development list players. That's our communication all the way through, right through to our thirteen-year-olds. Yeah, are they back training? The the um the part of the group, not all of the group. I think some of the older players get a little bit longer, but they back this week, were they? Yeah, yeah. We've, well, we've got our uh, what we call our development kids and our train and trial boys. So, you know, this year is a, we've got you know fourteen of those guys starting to train. So we've got a squad of twenty at the moment. Um, doing some pre-training prior to the main squad come back, you know, Thursday week. So, you know, that's a testament of um, our pathways and development and, you know, obviously our recruitment process um, there at the junior levels. We've got a, a real crop of, you know, young, exciting uh, athletes that are, you know, pushing for, you know, development list and full-time training. So, yeah, we're going to have a big squad this Christmas going into December, which would be around 50 players at, um, at one point in time before Christy, so we'll get a good look at our pathways and, and our top squad. Another another team in South East Queensland, Buff, um, and that means one of your key players, uh, Tino Fasul-Malaawi and the lure of Wayne Bennett. How do you yep. field off the lure of Wayne and going to a new club, and how do you keep him at the Gold Coast Titans? Oh, look, I don't, I don't think you can try and work that out, how to, you know, I suppose, lure and, you know, Sway Wayne's kind of uh, interpretation and the way he communicates with his players, and um, but you, you, all we just got to do is you know provide the environment for Tino to to give him one that he's going to develop and, and be the player he wants to be, and and I, I feel we are doing that, and you know obviously we gave Tino you know an opportunity. Obviously he had a great year at Melbourne, but you know we we put our we backed him after just four games of NRL, and you know to Ezra and Mal they seen a lot in him early on, uh, followed him all the way through his his junior career and um, yeah, we're very fortunate that he committed to us kind of nearly two years ago now at this point in time. But yeah, look, we just, um, you know, obviously he's growing as a, as a player, but you know, also growing as a person. So yeah, look, we're really comfortable. We've got a good relationship with Tino and, and obviously his extended family. We've got his younger brother, Isaac in our system, who's um, started training already, part of those development kids and, yeah, look, we's, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll kind of um, finalise that in the coming days. Still only a young man himself, um, Tino, but you've got a lot of really good young players coming through. Uh, of course, Toby Sexton, and you've got Jaden Campbell and AJ Brimson. What's going to happen with that, with the makeup of the side at the moment? Is, is it looking as though AJ Brimson will move up into the front line and, and Jaden potentially at the back? Yeah, well, that, that's the way we've planned it. Um, obviously, Jaden um, has got to give Justin every um, every right to move AJ. Obviously, AJ's a you know a, um, a great fullback, but he, he has played a lot of halves and particularly at six. And so you know, AJ being AJ, he's willing to accommodate. So you know, there's there's a lot of uh, competition for spots. But you know, going into it, when you know we've we've made it publicly known that you know AJ will have a crack at six, and obviously Jaden, if he um, if he trains well and, and competes hard and mm. And puts his best foot forward and, and earns a number one spot. Well, then he's um, every right deserves so. And, and we've seen what he's done in his seven games. But another good off season with Jaden, and, and we've got kind of learned the week in week out for twenty five rounds as opposed to the final seven. Well, then it'll be a testament to see how he holds up. But we'll do our best to, to get him right, and, and Jaden will kind of buy into it as well. Uh, Buffer Lafranchi, general manager of football at the uh, Gold Coast Titans. Have you? We work with uh, Jared Wallace a bit here. Uh, have you been keeping an eye on his consumption uh, over the holidays? Because he has, he's he's letting himself go a bit. Yeah. Look, I, first of all, I apologise. I, I feel sorry for you guys having to work with uh, our mate Wallace. But um, no, look, in, uh, he, mate Wallace actually been ripping in. He's he's uh, got a little crew. We've Coming seen him at the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's been ripping in. Yeah, well, that, 
that must be after his um, makeshift training session he does. With that <laughs> yeah. Invisible, in, invisible stopwatch. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, look, he, he had he had a good year last year, and you know he's got, um, like you said, stats early on. We got some young kids kind of uh, chomping at his heels. So we all get kind of at uh, the back end of our careers, and I think that um, while at that point that. You know, you either go either way. You you kind of compete with the younger guys, and it kicks you on for the next four or five years. Or, you know, you you let the young pups overtake you. So he's at a, he's at that period now, which, and being well, he loves competing. So I'm sure that he'll do the latter. All righty, right. Badge, Badge, you got one more. Well, mate, I just want to I just want to ask you how important now that Northern New South Wales is to you guys. Now that there's a third team in South East Queensland, Sats mentioned the Dolphins and. Broncos and yep. how important is it for you to, guys to keep developing that that northern New South Wales area, especially you being a Mwillumbar boy? Oh yeah, no, it's massive. You know, I think Badgett's um you know, from Logan to Lismore, but yeah, you know, we've always we've always invested in the northern New South Wales and there's a lot of good kids that come out of there, a lot of raw kids and ones that are easily developed and um look we, we just we just maintain and, and keep investing and, and keep resourcing our our pathways program and you know we're just got to be confident in what we can do and you know the kids will stay in our program and and just keep giving them an opportunity so and that's like i said earlier at the top of the show is one that um, i missed out on is um you know an opportunity to jump into a pathway and strive to to be a titan so whilst uh whilst we're here and obviously the owners are very passionate around development and you know particularly that northern rivers is, is something we we definitely don't want to neglect all right, we've got to let you go. Anthony LaFranchi, uh, General Manager of Footy at the Gold Coast Titans. Good luck next year, mate, and thanks for joining us on Sports Day. No, nah, not a problem, guys, any time. Take care. Cheers. Here we go. Anthony LaFranchi, love him. Love what he did for the Blues, too. We better get to a break. This is Sports Day for mm. Kia. Back in a moment. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Sports Day news headlines for Polaris, Australia's number one off-road vehicle brand. Yeah, we've got to fly through this, boys. Running out of time, but the greatest news I've heard in a long time, Cleo Smith today rescued Mm. from a house. thankfully. Yeah, just seven minutes from a family home in Carnarvon in Western Australia. Been missing for, what, 12 days? 36-year-old man in custody, no charges yet. And Queensland is holding firm on its hard border stance with the government claiming the risk is too great to let international travellers enter the state before it reaches the 90% vaccination target. So mm. in some, I've heard it's got to be 130%. But anyway, I'm not too sure about that. Oh, royal news. Didn't you say someone yeah. came up to you in Toowoomba the other night and said it's the best thing on the show? She loved it. There you go. Local council. English. That's nothing wrong with that, Badge. Thomas Markle Jr. has rocked the Big Brother VIP house after confessing his true feelings when it comes to his royal half-sister, Megan. Uh, I was 15 when she was born, so I fed her, babysat her, and just did normal family stuff. Mm. There's your royal news. God, really? Is that it? Is, is he still writing her uh, letters? Oh. Get range of confidence for the price of a quad. Visit your local Polaris dealer today. Quickly, weather for New Farm, Australian through and through. Sydney tomorrow, top of 25. And Moolumbah, partly cloudy in the top of 25 as well. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. We better get to a break here on Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Uh, back soon with more of your texts. And Anton Di Pasquale.
got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.